0: basketball. Shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Hey. Come on, shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot your shot.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. My name is Isfandi Arverhini, alongside my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. And we have a guest, or guests. Uh, One is a former Raptors columnist, turned Toronto Raptors Twitter dude, turned just in general cool guy, Mr. Chris Walder.
2: Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm glad I I finally turned into a cool guy. I was waiting for that day to come. (laughs) (laughs) The other...
1: That was funny. The other is uh, one of the many wonderful hosts of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. If she is not the owner of Kyle Lowry over everything, she is at least the president. Iman, welcome me on. Thank, thank
0: you for having me on.
1: Well, yeah, no, I, thank you for both of you guys for coming on. Man. I hope both you guys are safe, and you know, thank you mm-hmm. for coming on the podcast. Uh, when I reached out to both of you, I kind of said, let's do a fake 2020 playoff prediction, but with everything that's happened in the past 24 hours, this might end up being the actual real thing. So mm-hmm. we can we can kind of go through the process and everything. But I did want to ask you guys just your quick thoughts on on all the news that we've heard over the past 24 hours. With you know Disney World being an option, Jared Dudley being in the news with his comments of you know we're going to protect LeBron and AD like that makes any sense. Um, what, what what do you guys think of everything we've heard in the past 24 hours?
2: Well, I mean, as a basketball fan, like, like all of us are, we're all dying to see the NBA kind of get back into the swing of things. And, and the playoffs are just around the corner before this pandemic really hit. So that part of me is eager to see basketball back out on the floor, especially playoff basketball. But at the same time, you know, I'm a little bit leery. You know, I, I, there's certain things that I personally wouldn't feel comfortable doing right now. Uh, You know, like without wearing a mask and being in large gatherings of people, you know, just driving around where I live, there's a lot of people that are foregoing social distancing, I think they're just kind of over all of the rules and restrictions right now. I obviously trust the NBA to do to be a little more serious about it and, and be thorough with its testing and checking the players because, you know, all it took was one player to be you know testing positive for COVID and then the whole association shut down so I'm kind of like torn between you know wanting to see basketball and just wanting everyone to be safe and be with their families as well I don't want them to be torn away from their children and their wives just to play a few basketball games
0: yeah I completely agree with what with what Chris just said there and I think for for the longest time I just thought It wouldn't happen. It just didn't seem feasible to make it happen. You're cutting them off from their family, which, okay, you can do that for a couple of months, but they're still going to need to eat. People are going to be coming into the compound. There's no way that you're cutting them off from society. And... You know, I've had people, like, mention me on, like, you know, Twitter or whatever, just arguing back and forth, being like, well, we're back at work, or this is opening up, and it's like, yep, yeah, you're not pressed up against a guy for 48 minutes. You're not sweating over another person. You're not breathing over another person. I think when you, when you look at a sport like basketball where people are constantly touching each other, it, it's a contact sport. You cannot sort of liken it to anything else that we're doing in our daily lives. And like Chris said, if we're not ready to fully integrate back into society and open everything up. I just think it's going to be really hard for the NBA to do it. But over the last 24 hours, I finally started to like get optimistic about it. And I think it could be something that we'll see. I just don't know how the NBA will handle it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's like a nervous energy you have over it, right? Like you're conflicted and and you want it to come back. Obviously, like the sports fan in you is like, man, I need I need sports of some sort. I need basketball to come back. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, the, the situation could get really ugly, really quick. Like imagine if a, if a coach catches it, right. Or a guy like Mike D'Antoni, who is what, 70 years old, like that, that would be really, really bad. There's, there's so many repercussions to this. Um, which I don't know. I I think we're still in the, 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 early stages. I saw Spencer Dinwiddie today say that they, they were thinking of July 15th as a day for, for the first games to start, um, and I know they're going to play until 70, so each each team gets to 70 games. Which, by the way, Bradshaw had to kind of explain to me. I thought they were – I'm stupid, guys. I thought they were going to play an, a whole 70 games again. I'm like, that makes no sense. Why would they do two seasons?
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no way that's happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I, yeah, I had to be explained that, no, they're going to go to 70. But that, that, that that's like a whole unfair advantage for some teams. Like, if you look at the standings – Like, a team like, let's say, you know, New Orleans wouldn't be able to catch up to Memphis, potentially, or, you know, Portland, who's in a playoff race, they have some trouble with it. So, like, that's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. Um, are, are Are you guys ready to get into our brackets? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. I will
0: say I think um Brian Winhorse made a point about why they were trying to get to 70 and he said this a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. He kind of um assumed that they would try to put that 70 mark and I think it's because they have to players have to play or the teams have to play a certain amount of games in order for the revenue to be split a certain way and so it really needed to hit that 70 point. That's that's why that was circled.
1: Okay. That ma- that makes more sense. There's
0: reason behind it. Yeah. That, yeah. Really- that makes more sense.
1: And also like if the NBA is trying to, like, I know over the year we've, we've heard that we want to do different things. Like, let's say they wanted to do a midway break. They wanted to try reducing the amount of games. Like, this is an opportunity for them to try out those things if they want to, right? Like, they can kind of no-hold-bar, try whatever you want. But uh, but let's get to our play- playoff bracket. I will let you guys decide. You guys are the guests. So, which which side of the conference do you guys want to start on? East? West? You guys tell me.
2: Well we're we're Toronto. I mean we've got to start with the East here.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I figured that would be the good act, the, the good answer there. Um, let's start with the the first seed, Milwaukee versus Orlando. Let's get it out the way quick.
3: Let's <laughs> just yeah, I mean if you want to get out of the way quick, four-o. I Orlando gives them some trouble with length. Doesn't really matter. 4-0. Oh I I gotta
1: give some context to Chris and Iman. All right. So you see the two Bucks jerseys behind there. Bradshaw is a Toronto born native Absolute, you know, Canadian man. He reps the Leafs, everything like that. But he is also a Milwaukee Bucks fan. So... Take that as you will. Rip on him as much as you want. I, I no holds barred. Go for it.
2: Well, th- well, the transition will be easy for him when Giannis comes to Canada in twenty twenty one. Right
0: there, you go. <laughs> there you go. That, that's not
3: happening, but
2: it's okay. It's Just okay. paint it red. Like it's it's a simple uh, transition, so it's it, it's fine. If you're going to root for a team uh, and a player, it might as well be the MVP and the number one team in the entire league.
3: it it does it does it has paid off after those years those lean years uh, when i started with brandon jennings it has paid off since yeah i
0: mean yeah that's what did it for you it was brandon jennings
3: it was literally that that is the reason i'm a milwaukee bucks fan it was brandon
0: (laughs) he jumped 55 and you were you were sold
3: (laughs) i I just loved him in high school and i loved i loved watching his highlights i thought his story was really cool so i was like all right i'm tired of watching the raptors lose all their players so let me cheer for an even smaller market team because i don't know what the hell i'm doing
0: Yep. I'll be honest. I wanted the Raptors to draft uh, Jennings ahead of Demar, so I not see, far off. The truth of
1: comes one. out. Here that was a
0: long time to go, you guys.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, now you guys know why I brought you guys here because when we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm gonna need some help because we're gonna have to all decide who wins. Just team up
3: on me. Eh? Yeah, a, a team up. Team up scenario. <laughs> yeah, you just you you brought all these people in to gang up on me. All right, I see. <laughs>
2: When the Raptors, uh, Nick Nurse's big plan is to put OG and Anobi in a Kawhi Leonard jersey to freak him out and the Raptors cruise to a sweep. Get but we'll here. get to that get point. Get him the
1: braids. The, uh, okay, let's go. Milwaukee and Orlando, who are you guys picking for this? What, what's, the, what's the rundown for this? I'm going to go ahead and just say, this is it going to be a clean sweep, for nothing, But anybody, any outliers for you guys?
2: Uh, Bucks and 4 unless DJ Augustin hits a game winner. Yeah, in I was about to games. say
0: you just got to keep your eyes on DJ Augustine in game one.
2: <laughs> that sneaky uh, no, little Bucks dude. In,
0: <laughs> Bucks and four.
1: Bucks and four. Okay, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And then DJ Augustine. I don't. I thank you for reminding me about that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. If like Middleton and Lopez have a defensive breakdown at the last second, there you go. <laughs> that's that's what, that's what needs to cause uh DJ Augustine three.
1: All right, so Milwaukee moves on to the second round. as probably obvious. That is. Um, then the four or five matchup is Miami versus Indiana. Anybody want to take their picks on that one first? Up to you guys. That's that's like a it's definitely a more interesting matchup than Milwaukee and Orlando. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think that's one of those first round matchups that's probably going to end up going the distance. I mean, Indiana has a lot of weapons, but I trust Miami's a little bit more. I also trust their coaching a little bit more. Eric Bolster championship pedigree and Jimmy Butler, who, you know, just recently gave the Toronto Raptors a lot of trouble in the postseason. But again, it's, it's one of those. It's kind of like a flip a coin kind of kind of series. I could see Indiana taking it. I could see Miami going with it, but I just trust Miami's experience and them being in these pressure-type situations just a tad bit more than Indiana's. But again, it wouldn't shock me either way.
3: Yeah, that's fair. It was interesting when I was going through the matchup, uh, the first in the, the only two matchups they've had, Brogdon and well, obviously still Depot, but Brogdon didn't play in those first two games either. Then obviously for Miami, they didn't have all the new acquisitions with Iguodala, Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. So it's kind of like you can't really base it off of what they've done the regular season because neither team has been at full strength for either of those matchups. That would have been something interesting if we had played out the rest of the regular season, how that would have gone. But I, I think I have to agree with Chris. I, I would go probably – my I th- could see it going the distance, but I'd probably go with Miami just based on – just like the talent on that team and the coaching a little bit more.
0: I don't think it goes the distance. I, I kind of think Miami – I like what Miami has more than I like what uh, the Pacers have. I mean, they're a good defensive team. I just don't know that they have enough offensive power unless Oladipo somehow gets that same burst back that he had pre-injury and we just haven't been able to see that from him I mean as Raptor fans we know what Brogdon can do in the playoffs but uh I still um I trust what Miami has like Chris said Jimmy Butler I'm just I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan I think I think it goes six just because I think that Miami is gonna have one dud in there but I think if Miami played up to potential that that could be a five-game series yeah, but I, I think I, it goes I, six because Miami's just gonna have one game where they just can't score.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm more on your side of here, Iman. I, I think like if, if you look back at how the Pacers were when Old Depot came back, they really struggled. Like they lost like yeah. six or seven in a row. Mm-hmm. They just they just didn't mesh really well. And I don't know if Brogdon and Oladipo like figuring out how they're gonna work together was the issue. But if that carries on through when we whenever we get the playoffs, then that's gonna be an issue. And like like you said realistically Miami's probably going to have a dud, so I'm going to go five or six as well. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, so we got Milwaukee-Miami as a matchup for the second round. We'll get to that in a bit. But um, let's talk about the other side. Boston-Philly, all right? That's that's a fun matchup. I think that's like – that's peak NBA Twitter type matchup. Everybody is, is giving their opinion on it type of thing. What, what's your picks for this one? Uh, ladies first. Yeah, Iman, go for it.
0: So this is a weird one because anything can happen, and I'd be like, okay, um, like I, I think the Sixers, and I said this, and people laugh at me, terrify me still, and I think it's just because of their size, and Boston is a team that doesn't have a lot of size, and you can really kind of bully them that way. I think, you know, the Sixers are gonna absolutely destroy them on the glass, um, but at the same time, I I just think. Boston is a better team uh, from what they've shown. Philly just really, Philly is kind of the Boston of last year in a lot of ways in just how inept they've proven to be. So I think based on everything that Philadelphia has shown us in the regular season, I'm going to take Boston to win that in six. But it would not surprise me if Philadelphia won that series because I do think that they have a lot of uh, advantages just in terms of size against a team like uh, the Celtics. But yeah, uh, Boston and uh, six, that's my pick. Boston, is six.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with those sentiments as well. I mean, Philadelphia is kind of like, don't let their seed fool you. Like they're that one team that even as a sixth seed, you, you wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they made it to the NBA finals just because yeah, when their top guys are firing on all cylinders, like they can pretty much go up against anybody and give them a world of hurt. But, you know, Boston is probably going to get exploited in the middle you know by a guy like Joel Embiid unless he decides to live on the perimeter again or he gets like the stomach flu like he get did against Toronto like there's usually some sort of excuse there but after watching him like weep openly uh, after losing against Toronto I would expect a little bit more this time around especially like Boston's, Boston Boston could you know, end up just destroying them unless he gets his act together. And that's why, like, if we're projecting after, like, a hiatus such as this, you know, you give Philadelphia a ton of time off to kind of wake up and you put them against a team like Boston, I think Philly could take it. But uh, like Amon said, I just kind of trust Boston's weapons a little bit more. I think the playoffs are going to be – not that the regular season wasn't a sign of it, but it's kind of like Jason Tatum's coming out party, like really elevating himself into, like, the top ten – category in the association and i also just kind of selfishly want boston and toronto to meet in the playoffs just because twitter the two twitter fan bases have been jawing at each other for (laughs) years but they've never actually matched up to kind of settle the score so i'm gonna give boston uh the edge in six games over the sixers
1: i'm sure philly fans by the way definitely want the opposite because they want that toronto rematch
2: well they had their chance and they blew it
0: uh-huh. Joel WebMD is the best nickname I've ever heard uh, fans give, so shout out to Raptor fans. Whoever came up with that was <laughs> genius.
1: Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, Brad, Brad, who's your pick for this, man? I,
3: I, I do think that the Sixers are a really bad matchup for the Celtics, and I, I think that's, like, one of the teams that could really – that was one of the teams that they could match up really well against in the first round. I just don't know if I trust them to win a road game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I trust them. like just to win one road game. They can win all three of their home games, but they need, they need to win that one road game. I don't know if I trust them to do that. So I'll probably go, I think I'm going to have this one go the distance as well. I'll probably go Celtics in seven and every home team wins every game. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: I, I, definitely I, Yeah. I, 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 um, I think
3: Celtics in seven.
1: I think the the Jason Tatum coming out party is kind of an interesting theme that's going to run throughout the playoffs. Like the storyline will be, even against the Raptors, if, I mean, now I just hinted at who I'm going to pick, but like, even against the Raptors, it's going to be, you know, is Jason Tatum going to take over? Is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to be the duo that takes them over the hump? I think even if you look outside of uh, road records and everything like that, the the supporting cast for Tatum and Brown is better than the Sixers supporting cast, in my opinion, because Horford has struggled. Tobias Harris is, you know, inconsistent. We haven't seen him do well in the playoffs. And outside of that, they really don't have anybody else they can rely on. So that, that's, that's why I say Celtics and seven two. So I think, are we all in agreement so far? I think we are, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Toronto, Brooklyn. This is a fun one. Let's just get it going quick. Get, uh, okay. KD and Kyrie are not playing. That is official. No. That that is official. It's not happening. If they were, it would be a completely different story. I feel like this could go seven and we might, I mean, KD, you never know, but what do you guys think? What's, what's the matchup here? Iman, if you want to go first for this one as well.
0: Um, yeah, so I don't think that KD or Kyrie are going to be playing in, in a Raptors net series. Um, Sorry, I don't think KD or Kyrie are going to be playing in a Raptors net series. So basically, um, I think that the Raptors take it. Uh, I don't trust the Raptors to sweep anybody or anything ever. Uh, So it's going to be five games. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I had a lot of people mention KD and I for a second was like, oh my God, what if he came back against a team that like knocked him out? But if you think about it, he got hurt because he rushed back to play in the playoffs and it just didn't make sense. I don't think this sort of makeshift playoffs end of the season thing is the perfect place to put KD right now, especially just giving him a couple of games and then ramping up to the playoffs just feels like a recipe for disaster. He's over 30 at this point. He's had major injuries. I don't think he's going to be playing. And for that reason, it's Raptors in five. Nice. By yeah. the
1: way, are they losing game one? Is that the one? Losing-
0: That's the one they're losing game one. <laughs>
2: The one that airs on YTV like in Canada. The of,
0: of um, the Nets. <laughs> this man said YTV on Canada.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's what happened. Someone made a funny joke during uh, last year's playoffs. It's like uh, something along the lines of the Toronto Raptors would be horrible curlers because they never sweep. And that kind of stuck with me.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! Okay.
2: So I, I, I like that one, but uh, it, it, I mean, it's true. I, I wouldn't pick the Raptors to sweep. I would take them in five, five games against a Durantless and Kyrie Irvingless Brooklyn Nets team. Obviously, if those two guys were in the lineup, we could be talking about a potential upset. And that's more of like a testament to Kyrie and Kevin Durant than anything, just mm-hmm. because of how skilled they are and their ability to put up points in a hurry. Um, I will say it,
0: you're giving Ty- Kyrie too much credit there. I think he can be playing in the series, and I'd still pick the Raptors in five. Well, he, <laughs> it's he, about KD. <laughs> he, he's
2: to such me. a he's such a weapon. Like he can go off for forty or fifty any given night, and there's nothing that a sound defensive team like the Toronto Raptors could do when he's on. He's on. But you know, we all know uh, Kyrie's ability to kind of like destroy team chemistry and
0: yeah, Brooklyn. That's he can the get season... forty, but will his team win that game?
2: Yeah, yeah. Th- that's very fair. Um, and Brooklyn almost has looked like a much better you know, well-oiled machine this season without Kyrie Irving in the lineup. So maybe Toronto's chances, not like that they need that kind of a boost in the playoffs. I'd still pick them regardless, but to have Kyrie in the, in the lineup, maybe it would deter the other players on the nets. Maybe you wouldn't see some big outbursts from a guy like Harris Levert, or maybe Jarrett Allen wouldn't be as motivated, you know, if they have DeAndre Jordan in the lineup for some reason, but the nets without just assuming that Kyrie and, and Durant aren't around, the nets are very fe- feisty. They're a very feisty bunch. I would give them game three in Brooklyn. But no more than that The Raptors in five
1: Nice So wait So so you're, you're giving game one to the Raps
2: w- Look that streak has to end sooner or later <laughs> just, uh, this, this is the year This is the year
1: <laughs> Man, um, I'll, I'll agree with that I think I, I'll go 4-1 uh, the, the reason being like all, all the reasons you guys said I do think Spencer Dinwiddie Will be one of the bigger factors in that series Just because I think he could probably steal like One game all by himself um, I also mm-hmm. remember Levert. You, do you guys remember the game where I mean he against, C- against
3: the Celtics? No, against the Raps, where against he pretty played- much. Oh, well, they're talking about the game against the Celtics, where he just went bananas right at, in the fourth quarter and overtime. Well, I guess
0: he. Did. Oh yeah, I remember that game mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. He
1: knows how
0: he, to do it against multiple teams. Though. He uh, he broke the Raptors' longest winning streak, wasn't it? Right yeah. before the the All Star break, it was it was Karis Lavert spoiling yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I, when I say the Raptors are winning in five, like I don't think it's going to be an easy series. It's not going to be like a, a five game series that you know is something light. I think the games will go to the wire. I think we'll be nervous watching it the entire time. But I just trust the Raptors to come out in the end in close games.
1: Yeah, just the defense. I think puts us over the top in my opinion so I go
2: for one and something has to be said for the fact that you know the Raptors are the reigning champions and Mm -hmm. Brooklyn you know with their backs against the wall no one necessarily picking them they're just like you know what let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks we have nothing to lose at this point Mm -hmm. so I think it'll be a closer series than people imagine you know probably on the scoreboard but at the end again you, you just like Toronto's championship pedigree and them to just kind of dispose of Brooklyn easily
3: I guess you can tell I'm the one non Raptors fan too because I'm picking them to sweep the series. Oh really? I, I, yeah, I, I, I just like the, the games might be close, but I, I think they I don't, don't think I can't see them losing a game in that series. Okay. I just All I, right. I appreciate you.
0: That back. is someone who has not had their heart broken. Yes. You're in,
3: you're
2: out. <laughs> you haven't been around long enough. <laughs> you weren't there for the Brooklyn series, man. You just I, I didn't did
3: hear the Raptors in that series. The Bucks were the Bucks weren't playing them in that series. I don't think they made the playoffs that year, did they? Twenty. Can't remember. Yeah, I that was was a- that
0: the year that the Bucks won like fifteen games? I think it yeah. might have been, yeah. been. That might have been. That might have been that.
3: Yeah. Ooh.
1: Yikes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So so we got Toronto going four one. That's that's mm-hmm. the slate. Let's move to the West. We'll come back to the East. Okay. Um. Lakers versus Memphis. The one versus the eight seed.
2: I might be in the minority here,
1: but I think it'll be closer than we actually make it seem. I think Memphis might take a game or two. Do you guys disagree?
3: Oh,
1: wow. I, don't know. I know it might be a little
3: bit of a hot take. I just think I don't know about two, but I'll maybe yeah. one. I could see them maybe taking one game, like if John ja Morant and the boys are really excited to be back in Memphis in game three. I could see them like squeaking that one out, but the other, I could see like the other four games are just the Lakers killing them. Okay. Like it's like LeBron's like motivated to. Get like you know, just get out of the first round. Let's get this over with. I just I remember
1: Memphis first destroyed win. them one time in the regular season. Yeah. I know it's regular season, but like they they like destroyed them.
0: As Raptor fans talking about a LeBron James regular season game, I mean we should know better. We should know that <laughs> he does not he does not care about that. Uh, I don't think I I I don't really give Memphis. Uh, um, I, they can take a game, sure. I don't think it takes much to take a game. The Magic took that off of the Raps in in you know championship season. I I think, you know, sometimes if you look at a team that's sort of happy to be there and, you know, just got in and is young and, you know, just proved everybody wrong, they can upset a vet sort of team for a game. But that's not what the Lakers are. The Lakers have LeBron James, but Anthony Davis doesn't have much playoff success. So he's also in that sort of has a lot to prove. Um, you know, and you look at that team. They've got vets who have a lot to prove, and they've got young guys who you know are sort of in this. The Lakers are such a weird team, but I, I just don't think that they're the vet team that you look at when you see this eight seed who's spunky and young and happy to be there that can like surprise them for a game or two. I just don't think the Lakers are that because they have so much to prove. This is their first year making the playoffs. This is brand new to them, just like it is to the to the Grizzlies.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think Memphis is just too young for a moment like this. Like, this is going to be valuable experience for them in, in the years ahead. I love the kind of like that Triple J conglomerate they got going on with John ja Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think, you know, you give those guys a few more seasons of kind of just being together, establishing, you know, a really good chemistry, and then maybe a few years down the road they can win a series or two. But I just think the Lakers are so kind of laser-focused right now on winning the championship. This is, this is such an important year for that franchise LeBron James is not getting any younger he's a freak he's a freak athlete he's a machine but the last thing you want to do is be wasting time against a team like Memphis when you can just you know that you can just get disposed of them early and you foresee the matchups you have coming later on in the playoffs especially you know a potential matchup with the Clippers I don't think they're going to waste any time with Memphis I think the Lakers double-digit victories across the board they sweep Memphis
1: I will say um Uh, What do you guys think about the idea of, because like in 1999, the lockout season, the idea was that, hey, you know, the younger teams will benefit a lot more from this because you have to play 50 games in such a short amount of time. Older guys will get tired out quicker, right? And that's why you saw the Knicks made it to the finals. The Spurs with Duncan, they made it to the finals and they won. Is there going to be a factor like this? Or do you think it's going to be the opposite where you get three months of rest right now and, you know, even for the Raptors, they get to rest all of their old guys. Like, Iman, you, you had a tweet earlier today where it's like, this, this could help the Raptors realistically, right? What, what side of the fence are you guys on? Do you think this is good for the older teams or bad for the older teams?
0: I think it depends. I was talking to Giancarlo on, on Twitter who had a good point. He said, what about rust? Because sometimes you get too much rust if you're older. And I, I think for a team like the Raptors, I think the Raptors are unique in that it will help because they have the continuity, Mm-hmm. They don't need those extra games. They've played a lot of minutes with each other. Um, you know, if you consider the playoffs and then all of last season. And we've seen that Kyle Lowry benefits from rest. We've seen that Serge Ibaka benefits from rest. We've seen that Marcus Gasol benefits from rest. And I think that that's um, unique to, to the Raptors. I think other teams, it's different. For the Lakers, they probably don't benefit from this because they probably still need a little bit more time to gel. Um, and I'm sure LeBron would like to get some sort of games under his legs because he always kind of needs a little bit of that before he he hits his stride. So it, I think it depends on the type of player and team you're you're um, you're talking about.
2: That's yeah. I mean, we're we're entering uncharted waters right now with this pandemic and the effect that it's had not only on the NBA but in sports in general. You know, you think about Rust and players being off for several months. We don't know what they've been doing, if they've been shooting around at their homes, like if they've been, you know, working out, keeping their bodies in shape. We just don't know at this point. And you can't even undervalue the effect of what it takes to like have games in front of a hometown crowd. Like this is a reason why, you know, teams fight so hard during the regular season is so that they can get these home court advantages, but you're not going to see that if the season does return, if they have these games in front of a neutral crowd in in Disney world or wherever they decide to do this. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of chime in right now, because this is something that we've never seen before. Hopefully, you know, like what Iman was mentioning with the Toronto Raptors, obviously they have a few more years under their belt with their core, with their core guys. But you know, when you're kind of fast forwarding your way through the end of the regular season, and in the playoffs, I think everyone is kind of on neutral ground at that point. I don't think anyone necessarily has an advantage, whether it's guys with veterans, young guys whose legs are, you know, a lot fresher. It remains to be seen at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the whole no fans idea is going to be really weird to see, too. Like, imagine you're going to be able to hear the, the squeaking of the court, like to, to Kyle Lowry swearing. Like, you're going to hear all of it, right? It's it's going to be a weird experience, not only for us as fans, but as the players play it as well. Like it's it's going to be new territory, like you said, Chris. Um, okay, let's move to the four five matchup: Utah versus OKC. This is a fun one. This is this is mm-hmm. fun. But uh, I'll, I'll remind you guys: this no boy on Bogdanovich for Utah. Uh, I'm I'm assuming Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are going to be okay, but no boy on for them. So that's a that's a close one, in my opinion.
2: Can we can we just say off the top that it's kind of amazing how this season has played out for the Oklahoma City Thunder?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah.
2: A team that was written off for dead after yeah. that trade to bring in a guy like Chris Paul and the way he's adapted and just kind of embraced the challenge of leading these young guys Did and you elevator
1: of of the Chris Paul with like zero point zero 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 two percent chance yeah. of the playoffs type of thing yeah. on opening night like that that's crazy, man! Like. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a testament to his greatness. Like, future Hall of Famer, one of the top five point guards, in my opinion, in NBA history, what he's done with this Thunder team is just a testament to his greatness. Uh, as far as my prediction for this series, I actually would lean towards the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think losing a guy like Bogdanovich is going to hurt them offensively because there are stretches where like, uh, their backcourt, especially, like you, you don't have the most consistent shooting from Mike Conley, from a Jordan Clarkson off the bench. Even Donovan Mitchell can go go cold yeah. for stretches, mm-hmm. and you put together this like three headed monster of like Chris Paul and Shea gilgis Alexander in the backcourt. You have Dennis Schroeder backing them up, you know, and they've been like they've been so efficient throughout the regular season. I give them the edge over Utah, as strong defensively as Utah is. You know, you got the big man in the middle, the Stifle Tower, but Oklahoma City. I'm going to take them with what I would call kind of a minor upset.
1: Okay. I like it. I like the pick, Chris. I like
0: it.
3: I think I'd probably go OKC as well, and for a lot of the similar reasons, mostly because Boyan's not there. And I just like, I, I do like the group that they have in OKC. You mentioned Schroeder and Chris Paul and Shai gilgeous alexander Daniel Gallinari, Steve and Adam. Like, they all just mesh really well together. It's a team that plays, they all seem to really like each other. They have a great chemistry going on. And just seems like this is something that's kind of meant to happen for them. You talked about, how was kind of like the season's all kind of broken right for them. I think this just another thing that's going to break right for them. Is Utah's missing one of its best players, and I think that just uh, that's going to do nothing but help them in that first round series against the Jazz.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I I love that the Thunder kept uh, Danilo Gallinari mainly because it means he's not a Heat. Um, but um, beyond that, no. I, I I like I just really enjoy that Thunder team, and I think that they they think they take that that series as well.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. OKC. I'm going one, six, which is crazy. You're going in six. I'm
0: yeah, going was, in
3: six. Six two, Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go seven, but just because I know it's gonna be a tightly contested uh, series. But the only reason I pick OKC, and and I agree with all the points you guys are making, is that they've had a lot of clutch games this year. Like I think Chris Paul leads the league in clutch minutes, and and I think Shea is somewhere in that top ten area as well. So like they know how to close out really close games, and because I think this is a close series, OKC is gonna pull it out. Probably in seven, though.
0: Yeah, they had one against the Raptors where they closed out. That was one of, to me, one it. of the most heartbreaking games of the season. I hate that game so much. <laughs> I just thought about it right now. I completely blocked it out from memory until you. Well, that was the that.
1: one with the call, right? The yeah was was it? it legal, no, it wasn't a legal screen.
0: It know. was probably a charge. It was probably a block charge yeah. call, was it I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was. Um, was it about like inbounding? I don't remember. It's just gonna take me uh, a minute. It like, <laughs> all so feels so on? long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it, it does. Like, I was thinking about the win streak earlier today, and I was like, that feels like eighteen years ago
2: yeah yeah i forget what i did last week and you guys are talking like foreign to me like right now Like, wow this actually happened Jeez,
0: i've been thinking about it all morning and i'm like what like i just remember that tristan thompson is a piston and i was just like what what (laughs) wait what
1: what? i completely forgot about that did that happen
0: yeah isn't he on the pistons he's on the pistons he got traded there
1: I know Drummond got traded
0: to the Cavs, but then. Oh, Drummond out. got traded to the Cavs, yeah, not. not yeah. The yeah. On Pistons. Okay, okay. See, that's okay. how little I remember about <laughs> any of this. It was one of the bigs going to one of the stages. I
2: know we don't like Tristan Thompson, but, like, that's cruel. Oh, it was, like, we don't want
0: to, to the him. I was thinking, like, someone, I was laughing about going to the Pistons. I forgot.
2: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> See what this, uh, this hiatus has calves. done to all of our brains? It's all mush now.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If, if you guys want, we can go quickly through the next series uh, or we can take a quick break here and come back.
2: Uh, it's completely up to you, my friend.
1: Cool. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are with Chris Walden and Iman. Uh, we're talking about the 2020 fake playoffs or it might be real playoffs very, very soon. Uh, I just saw that it, it's July 15th is like the date that everybody's talking about on Twitter right now. So. That might be the actual date we get games. I don't know if that's too soon. That's kind of scaring me a little bit. But yeah,
2: everything feels too soon right now. It's a sc- it's a scary time. Like we don't. Uh, it's hard to trust everything at this point. And again, what happens if someone does test positive for COVID? Do they do what they did last time, and do they shut down the entire league? It's. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm curious to see what uh, Adam Silver has to say about all this. Once, if it is like, if that is a date that they are actually going with.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, he said he's gonna talk on June first, so
2: okay, that's another
1: yeah. day to kind of look forward. That's to. Soon. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go. We'll continue with the the playoff bracket. Regardless, you guys, I'm pretty sure all of us picked OKC, which is surprising to me. Honestly, I thought one of us would at least say Utah, but OKC taking it over. I'm breaking uh, my final prediction, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, early in the season. Early, hey, beginning of the season, like before the season even started. What would you say? Utah-Milwaukee NBA Finals? That is the most was,
3: boring absolutely.
0: NBA <laughs> Finals
3: potential for popular. me. Not for me. I would enjoy it. I want it my
0: Has the NBA ever put an NBA Finals game on NBA TV? Have they they just stuck an NBA Finals game on there? (laughs)
2: It it would be be befitting for a season like this where Adam Silver's like, we got to rush the league back. And then all of a sudden you get an NBA Finals like that. And he's like, God damn it.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, he he was probably expecting like LA versus, I don't know, Miami or Toronto and gets new stars. Oh my God. Um, Okay, next series, we got Denver versus Houston. Also a fun one. I feel like every year the West at least in the first round, has really more entertaining matchups than the East, mm-hmm. just because, like, the bottom half of the East is nowhere near the top half of the East. But that's another story for another day. Like, Denver, Houston, wh- what are you guys picking? Who wants to go first? Iman, you want to go first again?
0: I'm just trying to – like, I just remembered that Houston completely changed the yeah. makeup of their team. Well, wow. Um which, yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, wait, Houston looked different, and it worked for, like, a week, and then it really didn't. Yeah. um so I think that this is a bit of a toss-up um we haven't really seen Denver um produce in the playoffs and really get to I think they maybe started with loftier expectations than um has come out I think I just think that Jokic and um no big man on the other side is going to be a bit of an issue for the rockets i think that this series does go the distance and i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the nuggets i'm gonna say denver takes it in seven okay
2: nice i'm gonna go in the complete opposite direction here i'm gonna say <laughs> houston and i'm gonna say i'm gonna pick them in five wow oh. uh this is it, it's it's series like this that is the reason why they made that trade for West for russell westbrook like they realized that hey what we were doing wasn't working james harden clearly needed another ball handler who isn't Chris Paul to kind of alleviate some of that scoring pressure and you put Russell Westbrook in this kind of situation, you know, Mr. Triple Double, you know, he's built for moments like this. Obviously, if you, on Denver's point of view, if you give the ball to Nikola Jokic and you're looking at a small ball Rockets where your biggest, you know, defender is like a, you know, 6 foot 6 PJ Tucker, you're gonna. Your eyes are gonna be wide open. You're like, wow, I can do whatever the hell I want out here. You know, I'm the facilitator anyway. I could take it down low. I could spot up from 15. I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a matter of who's gonna be like that second and third option consistently. You know, I we've spoken highly of like the backcourt, like Gary Harris and, and Jamal Murray. But you know, in the playoffs, what have they necessarily accomplished? You know, against a tandem like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, where they have can kind of dictate the of pace. Have we seen them on
0: though? Can I? Can I? Have we seen a great James Harden and a great Russell Westbrook at the same time? Because it kind of seemed like in the season they took turns.
1: That's true too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think they're certainly capable of having those nights uh, in the playoffs, knowing that you know their respective reputations are on the line. They, both the two of them know that they can't keep getting bounced early. in in a stacked Western conference and a team like Denver is kind of, you know, an, an ideal matchup for them outside of who the hell is going to stop Nikola Jokic. I think Houston is just going to go run and gun, you know, embrace the fact that they are going small ball. Like, again, like I said, this is, What they've been built. This is why they made that trade to get rid of Capella and just say, "Hey, we're going to go small. We're going to outrun these teams. We're going to put up a ton of points. We might not necessarily stop a lot of the other team from scoring a lot, but hey, if we win one thirty-five to one thirty-four, that's still a victory at the end of the day. And I think Houston uh, is going to have several of those moments from those two. And yeah, I don't think Denver can keep up, unfortunately. So Houston in five.
3: I'm going to agree. I have Houston as well. And I think it's when we were talking about who could benefit most from this long layoff, the immediate first team that clicked for me was the Rockets. Cause right at the end, like right as the season was coming to a close, they looked exhausted. Like all their, all their like rotation of wing guys looked exhausted from having to do so much, whether it's covering big men or all the rotations and everything, they just looked exhausted. So I think this three month, this like long layoff could help them more than anybody. And it's a battle between two teams that have been just incredibly inconsistent and I think when you have that long layoff and it gives that, uh, that rest for the Rockets and you saw how good they were when they first started, I think that might just propel them a little bit. F- I think that might give them a slight edge between two teams that are really, really, really close. So I have the Rockets, but I have them in seven. I just think like, I think the talent on that team wins out and I think the rest helps them a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I want to ask you guys something. Do we trust Jamal Murray?
2: That's no. not the thing. No? Not yet. I think he's extremely talented. And he's great offensively, but what, can you name one, like, you know, or one or two standout moments from him in really important games? Not really. Um, I think he's, again, I think he's capable of having them, but you know, I'm in wait and see mode. That's why, again, you go with, you know, Russell Westbrook and and James Harden, like Mm. two proven commodities over Jamal Murray and Gary Harris.
1: Yeah. I I think that's what's, that's what kind of has me split is if we get the Jamal Murray that people expect, you know, they have this high expectation of Murray to become, like, a superstar-level player. If we get that consistent Jamal Murray, because we've seen, like, flashes, but not necessarily a consistent output from him. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, if he becomes a different factor in that series, then I'd pick Denver. But right now, I'm going to go Houston as well. Houston probably in seven. I think I think they'll do it in seven as well. That Houston in think- five, though, that's an interesting one, man. That's... that's- <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, you know what I think um, what the what this matchup is? It's really – it's star power versus one guy and a team. Like, the, the Nuggets have better guys three through eight that you can at least sort of trust in a setting. They're kind of a more cohesive team, whereas the Rockets have Harden and Westbrook as their firepower. That's where they're generating the offense. And then can you trust Eric Gordon? Like, he, he – like, I would say in years past, definitely, but this season, like, no I think there are certain – um, I think that's what the difference between the Rockets and the Nuggets here, and star power in the playoffs tends to win out. So you guys are probably on the better side of history. I'm still sticking with the Nuggets in seven, though. Okay,
1: fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's that's. I guess that's we got. We finally got a split. In our, yeah. uh,
2: in our playoffs. <laughs> right. Seven time. is not I'm a confidence
0: split. If you if you say seven, you think it's a toss up. <laughs> You're not betting on any of the teams. Go
2: big or go home. Five games.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Ne- next matchup. Uh, Clippers versus Dallas. This is Doncic versus Kawhi. This is PG versus Porzingis. Whichever way you want to put it, um, who who are you guys taking? I'll, I'll go out here and say, I think it's going to be closer than everybody thinks. I think this could this has sleeper seven game series built into it. That's just my opinion. I it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm. Gonna, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this. Okay, I think Dallas could win this series. I think Dallas. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, I
1: I'm crazy. I, I'm not saying it's like a for sure thing. I say out of all of the underdogs here, other than OKC, Dallas has probably the best chance to upset. But it, again, it's not a good chance. It's not a good chance to upset.
2: Is is Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers? He is on the Clippers. Well, then there's my pick. <laughs> he he earned uh, forever immunity from me. For okay. well, what he did for my city last in the la, in last year's playoffs, I, I can't pick against the guy. Unfortunately, that's that's as as analytical as I can get. Kawhi Leonard's on the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, okay, so in all serious note, like the only downfall the for the Clippers, like not just against Dallas but throughout the entire postseason, is that Kawhi and Paul George haven't exactly played a ton. During the regular season, and I'm, I am seriously doubt they've gotten together during this pandemic and have been, like, practicing, you know, off the court together because that's, that's just not possible at this time. Um, I'm a big Luka Doncic guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just think he's extremely fun to watch, and I think against a team like the Clippers, just to see what he can kind of muster up, him and Porzingis. And, again, like Porzingis, like, the Clippers are, are lacking in size that can yeah. keep up with Porzingis. He might be, like, one of the sleeper stars – of this entire series. But I just think the Clippers have so many weapons, not just with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Like I think Landry Shamet can have big games for them. I think their bench, obviously Lou Williams, like multiple six Man's of the year. Like he's fantastic. Patrick, Patrick Beverly, you put him on Doncic, He's just going to piss him off. Sure. Uh, I just think Dallas is maybe one piece away from like really putting themselves in like, Hey, we're one of like the top tier teams in the Western Conference. But right now, it's just kind of too much of an obstacle to overcome. I would pick the Clippers in five.
3: Yeah, Clippers in five seems like where I would probably go as well. Just like what we talked about with Memphis, it seems like Dallas is kind of like maybe a step ahead of them, but still not quite ready to take that jump and like upset a team in the first round. They just seem like they're not quite there ready for that moment yet. And the Clippers, at one point they were, I think they still finished the regular season like undefeated when they were fully healthy. Yeah, well, yeah like but they game. they had like I think they played like 5 games where they were fully Yeah, healthy. it was like it was like something like yeah, like t- something between like 5 to 10 games. But still like even when they're fully healthy, that team as you mentioned Chris is just ridiculous. And you didn't bring up Montrez Harrell, who is like for me is the 6th man of the year. So I think I I, th- I yeah, I don't think Dallas is ready for to upset a team like Clippers just yet. I'd probably have Clippers I'll go Clippers in 6. Okay? All right.
0: Yeah, 5-6 is, is kind of what I'm looking at for the Clippers as well. And I think 6 is just giving a lot of um, credit to to the Mavs and the, the season that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but they started off, I think the fact that they started off hot and, and trailed off um, bodes well for them because maybe this break kind of operates <laughs> as an offseason again for them. But um, I think I would lean to 5 for the Clippers just off the strength that they have more firepower. They have Kawhi Leonard.
1: Okay. All right. I think I'm the only one that's going seven. I like it. I like it. I, I'm still picking the Clippers. I'm still definitely taking the Clippers 100%, but I'm going to, I just think Doncic is going to steal just two games, just from flair alone, like just destroying the Clippers, but I don't know. Clippers defense is amazing too. I can I'm totally wrong.
2: You scared uh, me there for a second, man. I was like, Oh my God, is he actually going to pick Dallas to <laughs> knock out Kawhi Leonard in the first oh, round?
1: Nah, nah, nah. That, that uh, him. Where is he? He's somewhere in the background here. He, I can't, he would you would be frowning on me. I can't, do it. I can't do it.
0: There's some like bitter raptor fan, like fanfic about <laughs> Kawhi Leonard losing in the first round on oh. the papers. <laughs> There's it's out there. It's on Reddit. Oh Look for it. Oh
2: my god. Don't subject yourself to such poison. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you guys seen the uh the the bleacher report, the finale, the game of zones finale? Have you guys seen it yet? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, go go watch it after. You guys should. You guys will enjoy it because Is there of- is there at
2: least a Raptors cameo in there, or are there's we still no, a forgotten?
1: We're still a forgotten team. Yeah. That's no, okay. There's like three Alex Caruso cameos before there's a uh, Raptors. Game,
2: so. Well, you need the star power for these these finales, you know? Alex Caruso over <laughs> yeah. you know the champions? Come on I'm now. Glad
1: you brought that up. Literally, le- like LeBron is making a speech in it, and he says, "Yeah, the future goats," and it's like John Morant, Zion Williamson, and. Alex Caruso, and you're just like, what? What is going on here? But like,
2: literally, as a goat, like he has goat-like features, maybe. <laughs> but I, I can't explain that one.
1: Uh, you got a point. Uh, we're on. We're on second round now. You guys want to go back to the East? We'll do. We'll do Milwaukee. Sure. Let's
2: keep it consistent. All
1: right, sure. let's do it. So Milwaukee, Miami. This is this is a fun matchup. Uh, I, I might surprise you guys with a pick here but, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys go first. I'm, Iman, Do you want to go
0: first? Does a Bucks fan go first here? Brad, do you want to? Yeah, yeah this is all you, all yeah, right. Brad.
3: Uh, I think I've, I've debated between the heat and the Raptors for which team in the East scares me the most. And it's all, it's purely because the heat won the two games in the regular season against the Bucks. I would probably, I mean, I was still probably lean towards the Raptors the team. The most scared. Anyways, I think the only reason that I would get, I'm, I'm getting spooked by the Heat is just like sometimes their shooters, like as I, you saw in the most recent game, their shooters get incredibly, incredibly hot, and that's what sinks the Bucks. But I don't trust the Heat to do that over four games. So I could, I think I have the Bucks winning this in six. I, I just can't see the Bucks in this season losing in the second round to a team like the Heat. The heat are really good. Don't get me wrong. I love the Heat. I love Bam Adebayo. I love that whole team. I love Eric Spolster, But i can't i I, as bad of a matchup as the heat could be with their shooters i can't see them beating the bucks over four games so i have the bucks and six which and the prediction finally comes true brandon jennings's prediction of bucks and six against the heat finally comes true.
1: interesting (laughs) interesting (laughs) Interesting. very interesting okay all right iman chris you guys take your picks go for
2: it uh again Um, ladies first because i don't i'm I'm still kind of pondering in my mind i don't think
0: I don't think the Bucks, And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Bucks have won a six-game series since Brandon nope. Jennings said no, Bucs in no six. Which is why I don't think they're going to win it in six. I just feel like he's cursed them forever. <laughs> they're never winning in six. They're never allowed to uh, win you You're six. never <laughs> allowed to say that. Five or seven. Um, it's the only two. I, <laughs> I think... Uh, in the same way that I said the Heat shooter, the, the Heat's offense is just going to go dead for for a game in the first round, and that's going to lose them one. I think their shooters are just going to get incredibly hot uh, for a game against uh, the Bucks, and they're going to steal one. I would pick the Bucks in five. Bucks in five. Only because they can't win in six. That's true. Otherwise, okay. I I might have said six, but uh, Bucks in five.
2: <laughs> I want to pick Miami so bad right now. I know. I think they can do it. In the back of my mind, I think they can do it, but. The Bucks' record during the regular season. And, you know, I Miami has more wings than a wild wing right now. Like, they can just throw whoever <laughs> the hell they want at uh, Giannis and Antetokounmpo. And, like, you know, the Raptors and Nick Nurse kind of gave all teams, like teams that are built like Miami, the formula and the blueprint to slow down Giannis, kind of like meet him at half court and make him get through you to get to the rim. You know, it was like the, the Kawhi Leonard factor. As soon as that happened, you know, the entire series changed and Toronto swept them in four, essentially. But you know, Miami doesn't have a Kawhi Leonard-esque defender. Like, they have, you know, Jimmy Butler can defend, Bam Adebayo, you know, getting a a veteran defender like Andre Iguodala, and then, like, lesser known, like, Jay Crowder, or Derek Jones Jr. Like, you have so many guys that you can at least just throw at Giannis and see mm-hmm. what happens. And then you also have, like you guys said, the shooters. Like, Miami's, like, rookies can just get hot at a moment's notice, but mm-hmm. so can Milwaukee's, you know? It's not like Milwaukee's, like, slacking in the death department right now behind the Greek Freak. So I'm saying this series is going seven. I I want to say Miami, but I can't do it. I think the Bucks kind of narrowly eke it out, that home court advantage. Well, I, I say home court advantage. Home court, home court advantage yeah. doesn't even doesn't matter exist. at this point. It yeah. doesn't exist anymore. God, so that just threw that logic out the window. Uh, okay. <laughs> like that
3: after I said the, uh, the Sixers Celtics series, the home team wins every game, that wouldn't matter. Oh, yeah,
1: it doesn't mean, even I didn't matter. Even remember I mean, yeah.
3: team game. Oh, so maybe Philly could
1: pull it out.
0: Yeah, or maybe uh, Philly can't I whole, win. I whole went yeah,
3: yeah. out the window there.
0: Philly gets swept. They That's they true. cannot win. It's <laughs> out on, of Philadelphia.
3: They're on, on the road for every game.
0: Unless <laughs> like unless this somehow happens in Philadelphia instead of Disney World, then they win <laughs> the championship because they just 16 go to to sixteen to zero. <laughs>
2: So maybe the Magic will make the finals because they yeah. have home court advantage throughout They're the entire wild. series. They look in the stands and they see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Donald <laughs> and Daisy. They're like, we're at home, baby. We got this. Larry OB. Uh, okay, so no home court advantage. Oh, I- I'll guys still take think- the mm-hmm. –
0: um, similar to how the, the Mavs are, are a good team, they're just not in the same tier. They're not in that elite tier like the Clippers that they just are not going to be a matchup. Don't you think the same for the Heat and the Bucks? Like The Heat are a very good team. I just don't think they're in the same tier as a team like the Bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could say that. I, I feel like Miami is a step closer to that than the Mavs are. Like I feel like the Mavs might need an extra guy, but the Heat might just be like, and I know this is crazy, but like one Bradley Beal trade away from being right there with the Bucks, right? Um, mm. I don't know if the Mavs necessarily. I feel like the Mavs need a lot more. Like they need more rotation players. I don't know if I trust like a Tim Hardaway Jr. in the playoffs. Um, that that's just me. But I, I I get what you're saying too. I'm actually for the exact same point that you said that Chris that there's no home court advantage. I'm doing it. I'm picking Miami in seven. Bam Adebayo is about to lock Giannis <laughs> up. I mean, look, B- Bam's played great defense in in both of the regular season games. Sure, regular season against Giannis. Uh the shooters like you mentioned, there's no home court advantage for the Bucks to fear the deer at. There's no fearing of any deer near there. And I'm going to go Bambi. Yeah, Bambi. Yeah, Bambi might be there, you're right. You got you got a mascot. Keaton Seven
2: well, I'm glad one of us has guts. I'm, I'm a damn coward now. I'm ashamed. This pandemic has taken a toll on me. It's just I I usually I would just be like guns ablaze and just the heat. Screw it. What do I have to lose at this point? Maybe this won't even happen. This season might not even play yeah, out anymore. The
0: Bucs had the like had a historic season. You guys think the heat are just gonna come in? And, and that would be honestly after that, Giannis, Giannis shouldn't even wait for 2021. He should just, you know, find find a new team. Toronto. You know, Toronto. You know. <laughs>
1: That's more of a case, though. Like, like, yeah. imagine going from Eastern Conference finals to semis and then, what, you're going to go first round exit next year?
0: Come on. Eric Bledsoe yeah. has to go back to Phoenix.
2: <laughs> you know who <laughs> also had just, a stoic regular Gianna season? Giannis should <laughs> just
0: tweet, I don't want to be here. If, he can, <laughs> if they lose to the Heat, I want Giannis to just, like, tweet out, I don't want to be here.
2: <laughs> you know who else oh, like had Eric a historic regular to. season was the the 73 win golden state warriors and we all know the, how that played out
0: very true yeah, but that at least waited until the it finals, the finals <laughs> least you least had them losing in the second round they also
2: well <laughs> we, they also didn't have to account for a three three month layover where they right. just had didn't play any basketball for a bit and now it's kind of like everyone's on true. even keel even floor but uh yeah, what
1: if what if Giannis's euro step is rusty
3: man what if you you know
2: <laughs> Look, we're just we're um, we're just trying to conjure up any reason for Giannis to come to Toronto. I know, and I was that like, means picking S- Miami. I, I was
3: about to say that S is really just he just picked the series, so he hopes Giannis will leave after that. That's the only reason he picked them. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: I also feel boxing? like
1: uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler, Raptors conference final is is a lot of fun. Like I want to see that. But, uh, scary but i want. look.
2: the bucks could win the championship and he could still come to toronto i mean that didn't exactly sway Kawhi leonard yeah. to stick around for a little bit longer so hey everything's on the table i'm just i'm, I'm playing out my fantasy here you know I, I you give me a top five player in the league and then another one becomes available with ties to my uh team president you know i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> ride that pony until it's dead you know i want i want the greek freak in toronto <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you honest if you're hearing this man if you're <laughs>
3: if, you're in this. Giannis, if you're in this, I'd be very surprised.
2: <laughs> yeah, follow me on Twitter, Giannis at Walder Sports.
3: So come on the podcast. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This series just also gives me a lot of vibes of the series last year the Bucs had with the Celtics. Like going in, everyone was like, oh, the Celtics, they're yeah. a tough matchup for the Bucs. You know, they, they could really, you know, they give them a run for their money here. They were the four seed as well. And they won the first game. And then, well, everything went to hell after that. Obviously, I don't think there's a player on the Heat that would give up like Kyrie Irving did on that series. But Ooh. he, oh, he, he, like that's not even a hot take. He, you, if you watch those games, ah. especially at the end, he just he gave up. Yeah, it was bad. He did. He
1: did. You're right. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler would do that to the Heat. Okay, so you guys all have Milwaukee going forward. I have not Miami. I I, I believe in the Heat. I don't know what their logo is. What's What's their motto? Is it Believe in the Heat? What, what's Oh, I knew what it was. Whiteout. Was it Whiteout? No that was that was old school right I, I know, was, I know, I know. Uh,
2: if their if their slogan is white out then bucks in four <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it not yeah, still white out is that not still a thing is I it thought like,
1: it was white out
2: right
0: I think so too
2: I want to see that's lazy marketing
1: know. it is lazy marketing I know they don't even do the white jerseys anymore
3: oh it's hashtag
2: heat culture what oh bucks in three now
3: oh my god <laughs>
1: I might have to
0: change. Yeah, yeah, heat
3: culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's horrible.
1: That's bad. That's really bad. That's. Really I just sad. thought people
0: were referencing that they were doing it ironically. Like, I thought it was just like yeah. oh, heat culture.
1: Yeah, like oh, Pat Riley. We're, we oh. do military work here. You know. Yeah. Like-
2: Good God.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Boston, Toronto. That's the next series we got up, guys. So this is this is the big one. This is what everybody's been talking about.
2: I'm just here to hear Amon slander Boston for five yeah. minutes. You
1: know what? I'm, good. I'm good. I can mute myself for the next five minutes. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to no, sit back I, and let her go. I th- thought about
0: this in preparation for this pod where I, I genuinely was just like Raptors versus Celtics. I'm going to take the Raptors. Like, surprise, surprise. Um, I'm a biased fan and I'm going to pick the Raptors and Six. But the Celtics really do scare me. And the the more I thought about it, I'm like, if Gordon Hayward is on, if get if Gordon Hayward is on, they have four players on their team that could, very well, average twenty points. Like they can all get you twenty plus points a night. Yeah. Um, you, they have the wing scores. They've got you know both of the Jays there. They've got Kemba, who has lit up the Raptors for uh, a decade at this point. Um, so they they have the offensive firepower. I think to um, really hurt the Raptors. Where I pick the Raptors, and I'm not saying this is like a biased fan. Where I pick the Raptors as an objective observer of the game. I'm lying, but who cares? <laughs> um, is the Raptors can match up with the Celtics when the Celtics want to go small. The Raptors can go as small as the Celtics want. Um, they can even put Siakam at the five. They can go as small as the Celtics want, but the Celtics cannot go as big as the Raptors can go. And I think that that's going to be um, where the Raptors can sort of beat them is the Raptors have matchup advantages because the Celtics just can't go big. What do you do if if Ibaka and Gasol are both on the court? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have Siakam at the three or something insane, uh, which we saw – Nick nurse do in the playoffs last year. So I just think the Raptors are more versatile than the Celtics and can beat them that way.
1: Like they, we could out rebound the Celtics by like 50, if it's Gasol, Ibaka and Siakam as a line.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, just to play devil's advocate there, like saying Boston can't necessarily match the size that Toronto has. You're not like your big man, Marcus Saul in the middle. You're not going to be feeding him as much as you would probably like to. Like his days of putting up 20 points in in a playoff game are far behind him. You know, if obviously if you're trying to feed Pascal Siakam, then that's an entirely different story, but I don't think the size will necessarily favor Toronto in that regard. I think it will kind of be their downfall on the other end. Uh it kind of gives me glimpses of that Sixers series where Fred VanVleet was rendered obsolete just because he couldn't match up with Philadelphia's guards, like when you're tasked with playing against a a Ben Simmons, for example. Like also shout out
1: to Fred Van Vliet Jr. Happy birthday. Yep, go ahead.
2: Yeah, happy birthday to our Lord and Savior, you know, Fred Van Vliet, the the second coming. Uh Fred Van Vliet Jr. (laughs) 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 Thank you for the championship, by the way.
0: Honestly, yes. Um, I don't don't think that I it's not that I you know that I think the just gonna be down in the middle there. Gasol is that's not where he's gonna be stationed at all. He's meant to space the floor um but you have Ibaka who's consistently kind of hurt them because of his size and his like pick and pop ability I think having um w- when you have that size it's like okay who guards Siakam which I think is the question regardless of the lineup that you have out there but also you have OG I just think the Raptors wings are going to be too big for them to really throw anyone on I just think the Raptors size on the wings uh, with Gasol spacing the floor allowing for uh a guy like Norm or OG to really cut and get to the basket, I think the Raptors just have more ways to hurt the the Celtics because they have the ability to play bigger guys.
2: Yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from. And I agree with you in, in that regard. Um, I'm also going to pick the Raptors. Uh, I think this is going to be probably the closest series that we're going to see of any matchup throughout the entire postseason. And I think the fan bases won't tolerate anything less than seven games. Like if the Raptors were to beat Boston in five or six, then Toronto the is going to be slandering uh, Boston for the rest of time. Because that's how we're programmed, you know? That, uh, it, I, it, my like,
0: heart cannot take a game seven. I don't know what you're trying to take that out of the universe. please. <laughs> no, I, I
2: have a, I have a championship banner that my little brother got me for Christmas. That's still at my place in Scarborough that uh, I need to hang up. So if anything bad happens in the Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics series, <laughs> I'm just going to wipe my tears with that bad boy, hang it up and just watch footage of uh, Toronto winning in or at Oracle arena and hoisting the chip, because that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Once you win a ring, your entire mindset changes about everything. Like you yeah. see a game seven, the following year, you're like, what the screw this? This is no big deal. I just watched so much drama the the last go around like I can take anything at this point and that's probably where my head would be in the Celtics series but I just know that the losing team their fan base is going to be just wrecked on social media so that's probably where most of my fun will come from as far as basketball is concerned yeah this is going to be an awesome series back and forth I think Kemba Walker and Kyle Lowry kind of cancel each other out Uh, like i said before this is going to be like the welcome to the nba kind of series for like jason tatum like you're going to start viewing him as a top 10 player in the association and you know you put him against the champs and see what he's capable of but i think you know again no home court advantage that kind of sucks you know that would have helped toronto in a a game seven but you know uh the champions advantage i'm just going to give them that slight nod but if boston was (laughs) to win i wouldn't be surprised either
1: I uh, yeah I, th- I think I, I agree with both of everybody here really. What I, I'll probably go wait Brad
3: did you pick? No I haven't. Okay wait go go I'll, I'll, let, the Ra- I'll let the rap I'll let the rap let all the Raptors fans go first. It's fine.
1: Oh my god okay you, gotta,
3: you let me go first with the Bucks. You guys can go ahead ahead
1: of me. <laughs> I'll uh, I'm also gonna go raps in seven. I think Chris to your point like the championship mentality is something that not only rubbed off on the fans but I think it rubbed off on the players too. Right like a tremendous amount. There's this confidence where they don't feel. I mean, anybody's nervous going into a game seven, but they don't feel the nerves as much as they might've because they've gone through that with Philly. They've gone through a tough game six with Milwaukee and then the NBA finals. They know what it takes now to win. I think that is what really puts the Raptors over the edge. So I'll go Raps in seven.
3: I really, really, really wanted to pick the Celtics. I really <laughs> did not because I like the Celtics. I, I hate the Celtics as much as you guys do, but, um, but, no, I, 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 and for the reasons you said, as the championship mentality, and I think I, I just like – I know there's so much hype around Brad Stevens as a coach, but Nick Nurse is just so much better of a coach to me, in my opinion at least, than Brad Stevens is. And I think that really gives him the edge in that series. I think he can he'll, – he'll scheme ways to, you know, limit Jason Tatum's offensive production and kind of force the ball over to a uh, Jalen Brown, who did kill them in uh, – I think it was Christmas Day. He, he, yeah. Really, loyal to you guys, right? I, I don't can't carry for me. He can't carry the load. I love Jalen Brown, but he can't carry the load offensively. And I think if you were able to slow down Tatum and kind of force the production to everybody else, including Kemba Walker, I still I I I have the Raptors in seven. But I really really want to pick the Celtics. Uh,
0: Jackie McMullen said that when she asked Jason Tatum, "Who is um, who's his?" Sorry, who guards him the best in the league? He said it's not a player. It's a team and it's the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think the Raptors just have a lot of guys they can throw on the Celtics' wings. I think it's scary how many different wings the Celtics can have and how many different points they can sort of attack you. They've got a lot of different scores. I don't... The thing about Jason Tatum, this could be his coming out party, but he had a great stretch and then he came back down on earth. We haven't really seen it consistently, so I don't know what to expect from him in this playoffs. I don't know that this will be a crowning playoffs for him we'll have to see it first i just
2: absolutely hate picturing this series in a neutral arena yeah Yeah, the celtics crowds and the raptors crowds would have been raucous it would have been so much fun this is the worst time for this to happen isn't it
1: they they gotta figure out a way to like i don't know maybe fan noise like i know with the nfl draft they had a bunch of different zoom (laughs) fan base maybe they could do that for the arena but it would just be weird
2: it's just going to be a giant screen in the stands with Amon and I on Skype and just being like,
0: yeah,
2: Larry yeah, over everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, one thing I will say is, though, I feel like this is a big series for Pascal because, like,
0: yeah.
1: realistically, everybody is going to have that thing where, like, oh, can he do it all by himself? Is he the number one option? Can he can he take a team far all by himself? Like, this is the series where he could potentially prove, I can do this, or I can't do this, and, and y- the whole Giannis and 2021 rumors make more sense. I don't know. This, that, just another point to add that I think this is a big series for Pascal if it ends up actually happening. And I, I don't like,
0: think they have anyone who can guard him. You look and up I, and down I, that roster, you're like, who is the like, guy that has...
3: I, I like I like I was about to say I like the wings that they can throw at them. I like that hey. they can throw at Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum played really well defensively this year. Marcus Smart, he can guard many many. He's a, Marcus
0: he's Smart is he's the, the smarter,
3: one, but he's he's a really really he's a, to me he's an all defensive first team player. I think he can guard he, I think he can guard at least one through four. I, I, not he can't slow him down, but it's just another guy that they can throw at him. They have Daniel Tice to meet him at the rim. They have a lot of guys that can at least slow down Pascal Siakam.
2: Tyus is the one I would worry about the most because he he will bang. He'll he'll get yeah, real physical. Absolutely. Like I think Marcus Smart is just too small to kind of give Siakam yeah. any problems. Yeah. And Gordon Hayward, I mean he's oh yeah just Hayward an awful definitely
3: Hayward yeah. definitely not. No, but like it's Marcus Smart's a guy that can just add like kind of a Patrick Beverly can just agitate Pascal and get under his skin a little
2: bit more. They can put Marcus Smart on Kemba Walker's shoulders and they can, like, wear a trench coat on When you on, talk on the about court.
0: Daniel Tice stand in the middle, I think the fact that the Raptors do have their fives that can help stretch the floor, I think, helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Raptors win it in six. I feel fairly confident. I've talked myself into this. Anything else would make me go crazy. Okay, fair
1: enough, fair enough. I I, I hate to break it. I feel like we're going to have a seven, a game seven, but we'll... It's we'll happening. Um... You know what? Why don't we stick with the East because we're here anyways. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Milwaukee. I have my Miami. I'm gonna just put it out there right now. The Raptors are going to the NBA Finals again, guys. I'm mm-hmm. just putting it out there. Just put. There's gonna be a second spot somewhere here for another uh, championship banner potentially. Potentially, we'll see. But uh, the Raptors are going to the NBA Finals in my scenario. But in your scenario, Raps Bucks. Who are you guys picking? Uh, I'm not going to let the Bucks fan go first here. Uh, I'm going to let one of you guys go. You guys.
3: All the, let them, all the majority take it. This
0: Chris, time. take this. Uh,
2: my heart says Raptors, and my head and everything else in my body says the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think after what happened to them in last year's Eastern Conference Finals, them holding a 2 0 lead over the eventual NBA champions, they're just going to rewatch that footage over again and be like, this is how close we were. And their top guy that gave us the most problems isn't around anymore. I mean, you can slot like an OG and an OB into that role. A guy, lest we forget, wasn't even around during that entire playoff run. Mm -hmm. Like he's an elite defender in this league, even as young as he is. But he's not Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to like just mix and match guys to throw at Giannis. Do the same scheme that provided you success last year. But again, Milwaukee is just going to be extremely motivated. They have such, their leaps and bounds during the regular season. They were heads and tails above everybody else. I don't think they're going to let this opportunity kind of pass them. And I think they know the significance of what this, uh, a potential series like this means. You're trying to convince Giannis to sign for the long term. And if you prove once again that you cannot get past Toronto, especially when a top five guy, a top five defender, and Kawhi Leonard isn't even there anymore, then you have a world of problems presenting coming your way. So I think the Bucks are going to take it in six. That's not a slight against the Raptors. I think getting to the Eastern Conference Finals at the start of the year would have been, that's that's such a welcome ending for a, camp, a campaign when a lot of people, you know, the, the Sam Mitchells of the world, then the... You know, there was a lot of guys that we Raptors Twitter would talk crap about because they said the Raptors weren't even going to make the playoffs. Getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, moving forward with your young core, I think that's a great sign for them. But I just think the Bucs are too much. And they have that chip on their shoulder where they're like, you know, it's now or never. So Bucks and six.
1: So you're saying like Bulls pre or after Jordan retirement number one type of thing where they get almost there but just not quite there type of thing. They,
2: needed, they need that Kawhi Leonard type player. To okay. get over that hump once again, without you know, obviously Kawhi no longer a part of the team. But again, I think get Eastern Conference Finals. That's a great end to this season.
1: Come on, help me out here, man.
0: Help. Oh, Raptors making the finals.
2: Um, <laughs> well, there you I'm, go. I'm,
0: I'm just I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Raptors. Um, I think they can. You know, like you said, the Bucks should watch that game tape, and it's gonna motivate them. But um they should watch it and see that, you know, they won game one because of an outlier performance from Brooke Lopez. And they lost Malcolm Brogdon. I'm kidding. Of course, losing Kawhi is going to be really big, and it's going to be hard for the Raptors to overcome that. I'm still going to pick the Raptors uh, in this scenario because my faith in Eric Bledsoe is... Lessen my faith in. Never mind. I was about to. I was about to give you guys a Demar Derozan slate, but I'm not gonna do it. Um, I just. I. I don't trust Bloodso, and I think um, Chris Middleton is. Um, well, eh, he'll he'll be all right. He'll have that one game like he had last year in the series. I just Woo-hoo. think the Raptors are gonna do it.
1: Okay. All right. Wait. I have wait, a
0: lot. I have a lot of buckslander. I'm censoring myself because there is a Bucks fan on I'm.
1: On I'm pod. so no. I'm so ready. A person I'm person a plan. guest. I'm a guest on a buckslander pod. I need
0: to. I need to be nice. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, otherwise, it's just straight buckslander.
1: I needed the buckslander. That's why. <laughs> it's so just. Well- straight <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I, I, we're we're running out of time here a little bit, so we'll. Let's <laughs> play, like,
3: I'm you know, back. All right, welcome back everybody
1: to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. A lot of breaks here, which is which is <laughs> abnormal for our podcast here, if you know it. But uh, we'll, we'll dive right into the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. I believe Bradshaw was about to take his pick. We, I think Chris said uh, Milwaukee, which is, which yeah. surprised me. Uh, Iman sticking with me here, saying Raptors. I said Raptors as well, but with a different series. Brad, what's your pick? Let's just get it over with here.
3: <laughs> this shouldn't be a surprise. I'm picking yeah. I'm going to take the Bucks in six as well. Uh, I just think a lot of what failed the Bucks last year, they've improved upon and they've added pieces. Our guys have improved to help work at, help like fix some of that, like this this year, like not trusting Eric Bledsoe of Eric Bledsoe. And he's so crucial to what they do defensively, but he wants the dodge picks. And we talked about this on our last podcast with, uh, with Brad, not me, but the other Brad. Um, he's like, it's, he's so valuable to that defense with how he can dodge picks and everything. And last year they didn't have a guy that they could trust. And that's why Bledsoe was out there so often. This year, Dante DiVincenzo has been so good for them. He does a lot of the same things, not at the same level, but he's he a lot of the same things that Bledsoe does. So it's another guy that they can trust to come out there. Marvin Williams is a huge pickup. Another guy that can move to move his feet and be mobile on defense. Robin Lopez is basically a carbon copy of Brook Lopez defensively, just probably not as good uh, as his twin brother. But a lot of the sim, a lot of the things that the Bucks failed them last year, I think they've improved upon by adding guys like Wesley Matthews as well. So a guy like Chris Middleton doesn't have to guard the number one option on the on the opposing team every night. It's for me I think they just improved on everything that failed them last year, so I think for me that Bucks and Six and I know it's probably a little biased but I'm going Bucks and Six.
1: You just you're driving home the
3: Bucks and Six narrative, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Two series in a row. <laughs> oh it's okay. meant to be.
1: All right, okay. So so we, we know it, inevitably that was the result of it. Let's go to the Western Conference, let's settle that. Uh, we had Lakers versus OKC. Um, I personally, I, I love OKC. I love what they've done. We've all, we all talked about it. But I do think LA is just, the Lakers are just a stronger team. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Paul will probably be able to will out maybe one or two games uh, mm-hmm. w- with the team. But I think I, I'm confident enough to say Lakers in five or six.
3: Yeah, that's that sounds about right to me. I, 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 I see the Cinderella story ending for the OKC Thunder in that mm-hmm. series against the Lakers.
0: I agree, Lakers and six.
2: Yeah, I'm going. Like, I'm going Lakers and five. I just think uh, there's no answer for LeBron James and Anthony Davis from Oklahoma City side. And again, I don't think they're going to face their real test until they get to the conference finals. So, Lakers and five. I give just uh, Chris Paul and Gilgis Alexander a ton of credit. I give them one game.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Lakers moving on with that one. Um, Clippers and Nuggets. Fun. Fun series or or Houston if you guys said Houston, um, Clippers. What are you guys taking? Who, who are you guys
3: picking for this one? I, I, another, think. I have another. I, I think I picked the Rockets because I think they would. Wow. The, the layoff would help them. Oh, no, no, sorry. I picked the Rockets in the previous series. Oh. The layoff would the layoff would help them. Oh God, I could not pick the Rockets in this series. <laughs> I think the layoff helped them in the first round. I don't think it'll matter in the second round. I think they'll run into steam. The Clippers in. I'll go six.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you a, a shock pick because I, it was kind of an upset just picking Houston in the first place. Uh, this is the worst possible matchup for them uh, mm-hmm. this early on in the playoffs. I think, you know, Houston's ability to go small ball, the Clippers can match up with them easily. You know, if you're going to have Montrez Harrell at the five, even like a, you can go real small, you like put Marcus Morris at the five as well. You got yeah. to Michael Green or Kawhi. Like there's just so many options for them to kind of just go toe to toe with Houston at that point. And then, if you really wanted to, just like, you know, put Kawhi or Paul George on a James Harden, just kind of remove him from the equation but, or, or put him on Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Isolate one of those guys, make somebody else on Houston beat you. And when it comes down to that, they just can't match up. So I'm going to say the Clippers in four. Clean sweep. Wow. Okay. Nice.
0: I completely forgot that um, that they got a Morris twin. Yep. I. I picked Denver, I guess, in the last series. I'm still – it's Clippers. Like, whoever they face, I just – I'm going to take the Clippers. I think that they're just a notch above the rest of the West, yeah. um, outside of the Lakers. And um, I'll say five.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually – I agree with uh, Iman here. I go five as well. I think the Clippers, uh, whether it was Houston or da- Denver, I actually don't remember picking. But um, I'm going to go with uh, the Clippers as well. So we got Battle of L.A., not in L.A., Uh, And then we have Milwaukee, (laughs) Toronto. Some people said Milwaukee. Some people said Toronto. So for the Battle of LA, which is what everybody in the NBA from like October, no, actually not even October, since July has been talking about, what's, what's your pick? Who is going to the NBA finals between the Lakers and the Clippers in this one?
2: I I personally said the Clippers before the start of the season. I don't like to backtrack off my picks. Although I did, I remember on Twitter I said that it was going to be the Clippers and the Sixers and that Sixers pick blew up in my face real quick <laughs> because they were struggling and they did not look like a championship contender for most of the season. But I'm going to stick with the Clippers here. I just think, you know, when we did see the Clippers and the Lakers square off during the regular season, just the success that the that the Clippers were able to have, I don't know how much of it was, you know, especially that first game that they played. We don't know exactly, you know, that's not the LeBron James we're going to be seeing in this battle of Los Angeles. That's not in LA, unfortunately, which really sucks. But I'm gonna give the I think the Clippers are just extremely deep. So are the Lakers. I'm not trying to slight their depth by any stretch, but I, I like what the Clippers have that they that they can throw at LeBron James. This is going to be a huge series for Anthony Davis because I don't see anyone on the Clippers posing much of a threat to him. This guy can go for 30 and 20 you know, on any given night and really hurt uh, the Clippers interior D. But again, I've I've used the term coin flip uh, many times during this podcast. This is a definite coin flip, you know, but this is the matchup that we've all been dying to see. I think the the winner at the end of the day is going to be basketball fans. Whoever emerges from this uh, is definitely going to earn it, but I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going Clippers.
3: I'll. I'm gonna go with the Clippers as well. I think once I eventually change my pick from the uh, Utah Jazz, I ended <laughs> up going with the. I ended up going with the Clippers as the as the next team. Obviously, I love LeBron and I love what the Lakers have done this season, especially LeBron's 17th year. And uh, but I, I, I for all the points you mentioned, Chris, I just I like the I like the Clippers roster a lot more than I like what the Lakers can do. And you mentioned Anthony Davis if he has to if he's forced into being the guy to step up. As and, and I've talked about this before, but neither of us really trust him to like, like bully a matchup if he has the advantage. You just don't see that very often. He just—I don't know what. Maybe he'll. Maybe he changes that in the playoffs, but throughout the regular season, he was never really the guy to like bully a matchup like consistently throughout a game to take over the way he should have. And I think that's kind of going to be their downfall. Unless he can do that, I, I think that's their downfall. And I have the Clippers. I have the Clippers in seven. In
0: seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For me, this is kind of a, a head versus heart. Um, I think my head is saying Clippers. Clippers just have a better team, all round team, than the Lakers have. Um, but I, I would love to see LeBron James make another finals. I'd love to see him win. Um, I think it being in a neutral site also benefits the Clippers because seven, you know, <laughs> potential seven games in Los Angeles would just be Laker fans. <laughs> uh, so, so I think they they get a benefit of actually having a neutral site here. Um, I, I don't want a Ballmer team, uh, to to win after yeah. um hurt feelings. But I, you know, what? I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lakers do it, and I'm gonna put it in seven. Okay, all right, fair enough. LeBron James cements his, himself as the best player in the world again.
1: Ooh, I like it. <laughs> um, I I think for me here, if you think about the Raptors fans, like realistically. Uh, if we say Raptors make it to the finals, it's kind of a win-win. You either face the guy who just left you in Kawhi Leonard, or you face the guy who's been tormenting you for five years in LeBron James. So it's a win-win for whichever one of them as a Raptors fan, but who I'm picking to actually win the series, I got to say it's probably the Lakers. I think I think LeBron James will just prove he's the better player. Uh, I, I love Kawhi Leonard to death. Like Chris said before, I appreciate what he did for the city. I will never forget it. He's going to be like this mythical creature when I Mm -hmm. tell my kids like 50 years from now. But I just think that LeBron has this other mentality about this season specifically, because I do think he thinks it's, it's one of his best chances. Like he doesn't know what's going to happen next year or even the year after that, if AD leaves, whatever we decide. Right. I think it's going to be Lakers in seven. That's the, that's the pick here. And now we're, we're to the NBA finals. Right.
2: Well, I'm, I, I did say that the Bucs were going to make the NBA Finals, so I'm yes. gonna just going to stick with that matchup, Bucks versus the Clippers. I think when you're going through the conference, like the, the first-round, second-round conference finals, I think talent alone can get you over that hump and get you to the finals. But when you're going up against the best that the West has to offer, a conference that a lot of people peg as significantly better, although I disagree with that front. You look at the top six teams in the Eastern Conference, they're as good as anybody in the in the Western Conference as far as I'm concerned. But at the same time, I'm matching up in my head like the Bucks roster and the Clippers roster, and I'm going with the side that has like the more fighters on their team, more pit bulls, because I think that those are the kind of teams that I resonate with, and that's why I've always I've always been a Kyle Lowry fan, ready to like kind of like leave it out all on the floor. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, arguably the best player in the world right now. But the Clippers, I just think, are just loaded with guys that are just going to give him just such a world of hurt out there. Yeah. I've listed off guys throughout this entire podcast: Montrezl Harrell, Marcus Morris, the two studs, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. I think it's this is going to cement what you, uh, what Amon said with LeBron James, kind of putting him back at the forefront, saying he's the best player in the world. I think this entire playoff run, if it does come to fruition, which I hope it does, is going to cement Kawhi Leonard as the best at basketball player on the planet he's going to win three finals mvps with three different teams two back to back and i'm going to take the clippers over the bucks in six games
1: that's quite the accomplishment for Kawhi, man that's crazy just to even think about it like he'd be i think he'd be arguably in the top 10 players all time if you add that into his resume you
2: could certainly uh make an argument for it i would i would lean more towards like top 15 i think he's a top 25 player right now but if he wins another finals mvp especially for two teams like the raptors and the clippers that have been historically bad for the most part of their runs to win them both championships Mm -hmm. and be the finals mvp you can't argue like that kind of resume for a guy like Kawhi leonard
1: that's fair that's fair who else wants to do their uh finals pick
3: I, I guess I'll, so finish, nervous. Finish, <laughs> I'll finish, I'll finish, I'll finish <laughs> off the other Bucs-Clippers series. Oh, yeah,
0: we split even. We're, we're Bucs yeah. versus Clippers and then Raptors versus Lakers. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll finish off the Bucs-Clippers. I think this is my first head versus heart matchup where, like, in my heart, obviously my heart, I would want the Bucks to win the series. But the Clippers, to me, like, I, I think I said it's as of the beginning of the season, like, this team looks like the best team in the NBA on paper and, like, in practice mm-hmm. when they're healthy. Like, even when they're not fully healthy, this it's this is probably the best team in the NBA. Just uh, with pure talent, and I think I would have to go with the Clippers in a very, very close seven-game series. And it would break my heart at the end of it, but I'll go. I'm going to go Clippers in seven.
0: I think whatever team comes out west, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, uh, will be the champions. A guy just, I think the champion will come from one of those Los Angeles teams. Since I picked the Lakers to come out, I think that they beat the Raptors um, in in the finals there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you here, Mon. I, I think. It's kind of like a, a full circle type of thing, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. LeBron torments them through, I don't know, three, four series in a row. They can't get over the hump. He leaves. They finally get their chance. They accomplish it. And then he comes back just to finish it. Uh, yeah. It's it's kind of, it, it's heartbreaking to talk about as a Raptors fan, but I think <laughs> it's just... It's such a perfect storyline that it's I- It's
0: poetic.
1: It's poetic. It is poetic. Yeah. Like like yeah. what Leonardo DiCaprio said in Last Dance, I, yo, that stuff you did, man, poetic.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> essentially it. It would, it would be very fitting because I think it would mean that no team, no non-LeBron James team will have beaten the Raptors in the playoffs since um, the Wizards sweep in 2015. <laughs> It would if it if it got to what we're saying. No non-LeBron team has taken the Raptors out since 2015, which would yeah. be amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah, you need one of the oh, goats well, to topple cool. us here in Canada. Yeah. yeah, John Wall's best NBA
3: accomplishment right there. Sweeping the being the one non-LeBron team to beat the Raptors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think uh, okay. So we're in agreement. You got a banner
0: hanging that up.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's
1: the only banner the Wizards will hang up for the next twenty years. To be honest,
3: let's be real. Got two. Got two banners. Michael Jordan played for us, and we were the last non-LeBron team to beat the Raptors. All right. So, so
1: on one side, Iman and I, Lakers. Chris, Brad, you guys pick Clippers. Um, I mean, I I think both are very, very fair choices. It's just a matter of what happens, and realistically. If I'm being honest, after an hour and a half of talking about this, we actually have no idea what's going to happen with any of this. Like, it's all up in the air, specifically because of the season and what's happened with, you know, Disney World potentially being a thing, the three-month stoppage. Guys are at the couches eating Doritos and playing COD. Like, we have no idea what kind of shape the guys are going to come back in. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't know what kind of mentality some of the guys are going to have. We don't know if there's going to be a breakout and the entire thing cancels again. There's just so much uncertainty. Um, any last words, anything you guys want to plug before we kind of head out?
2: Um, again, just, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Walder sports. I got my podcast, uh, that I'm really putting the wheels in motion for. It's called the Walder sports cast, uh, subscribe to me on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you find your, your podcast downloads. Um, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, you guys are all, it was a lot of fun talking with all of you, uh, getting my basketball fix. Uh Iman, I've been a follower of your for a follower of yours for years, so it was great to finally get to chat with you. Bradshaw S, you guys are gems. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's get basketball back soon so we can do more of this.
1: For sure, for sure. Thanks, Chris.
2: Please. Please.
0: Iman, if you want I mean to- I wanna just reiterate everything that Chris said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a follower of yours for, for many years. But no, this was a lot of fun. It was fun thinking about basketball again. Because mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time, it just hasn't been that. And basketball is a good escape for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So just having um, something fun to talk about, focusing more so on a, on a Celtics matchup than what's happening in the world is kind of nice. So uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: And also, uh, check out Dishes and Dimes. We actually have um, some really cool ideas for uh, some podcasts that we want to put out before basketball gets back just to get everyone up to speed and um, talk about some fun off-season topics. So, yeah.
1: Cool, cool.
2: great.
1: I'm a big fan of both the podcasts and big fan of both of you guys. Uh, like like you guys said, you guys have been following each other for a while. I've been following you guys for a fairly long time as well. So thank you to both of you guys for coming guys on. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Hopefully, the next time we talk, basketball is back. Uh, as always, guys, make sure to uh, follow us at the Shoot Your Shot Pod and both of our specific uh, Instagrams and Twitters at Just and at Oh My God Bradshaw or OMG Bradshaw. OMG, come on! <laughs> uh, and, and you can find the Shoot Your Shot podcast on all platforms. Anywhere you can get your podcasts. Have a good one, guys.
0: Take care. Bye.